everybody. Welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our Who Are We? Well, my name is Evan William Crock, and this is my trusty co-also host... At Josh Barwin. At Josh Barwin? Are you kidding me? Cross-platform integration. Producer time. You can't get it out of his head. Well, Josh and I, we're best friends. I live in Portland, Oregon. We haven't talked about this in like a, a lot of episodes. I live in Portland. Josh lives in Chicago. Maybe that's why I can never remember it. Whenever <laughs> we talk, I'm like, how's California? And you're like, Josh, I moved so yeah. long ago. But I just, I was listening to the last few episodes and I was like, oh, we don't talk about that anymore. I'm in the beautiful Portland, Oregon. Josh is in stinky Chicago. <laughs> I'm still in stupid Chicago. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> no, it's a stinky Chicago. It's a stinky Chicago. <laughs> the, I fucking love it here. The windy city. <laughs> I know what kind of wind that is. Well, we come together once a week and we talk about an old movie from our child and we decide whether that movie is is good or bad. That's That's it. That's this whole podcast. Wow, we really okay. Yeah, <laughs> How you doing, Josh? I mean, we. we you, I thought this was an opinion thing, but we're really. This is like the uh, the rating system. This is objectively, yeah. PGG, eject, reject, R rated. Josh, what did we watch this week for the podcast? Oh, we watched Night at the Roxbury. Oh <laughs> I had to look it up. You did, Jesus Christ! I remembered. I remembered. A Night at the Roxbury. It's a 1998 American comedy film based on. Uh, it's a sketch. It's a, it's like like Coneheads. Shout out to the former episode of Coneheads. Um, this was a sketch, a very popular sketch on Saturday Night Live, um, called The Roxbury Guys, with where Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan would, you know, you know it. It's dun 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 dun. Don't sing too long of it or uh, yeah, copyright you know, strike. After us. What is love? There, I changed the last note. We'll just call it "What is Love" by we'll by um, by had a here instead of had a way. Had a here. I <laughs> had a here. Um, Josh, you want to hit him with a synopsis? Yeah, let's see what do we got here. Uh, let's do one by. Caroline. Caroline. Oh. Just Caroline. Just Caroline. Nothing else. Uh, Sweet this is- Caroline. I uh, see I avoided copyright strike that way, too. You did it too correctly. <laughs> I did? We're going to get in trouble. Oh, we are. I don't want to get in trouble from the feds mm. over this podcast. The other uh, one, yes, but not this one. Yeah, not this one. Uh, Steve and Doug Butabi are club-hopping brothers who father only wants them to work in his fake plant store. Steve and Doug share one dream, to open their own nightclub. This is complicated, however. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, this is complicated. Oh, like it, it, like the, the it, verb. This is complicated, yeah, yeah, however, yeah. by the fact that they can't even get into the one club that they'd give anything to be in. Things start to look up for them when one night they get into a car accident with Richard Grieco, who gets them into the club where they meet two, and this is in quotation marks, hotties, Camby and Vivica. There is also Emily, the goody two-shoes college girl who Steve's father wants him to marry? What? Why does she get mentioned like that? I... 
don't Molly know. Shannon does such a great job. Good. Yeah. Wait. They didn't. Caroline didn't mention that it's Molly Shannon. No, it's just. Oh, she's so it, like it, this so, whole so movie. The, the, well, I mean, the, <laughs> no just spoilers, the sentences. But. There's also Emily, the goody two shoes college girl who Steve's father wants him to marry. She's a total afterthought in the synopsis. No, that's ridiculous. Well, okay, so, so yeah, that that's the setup. Thank, I guess, thank you, Caroline. <laughs> let's again, let's shit all over somebody who. Didn't even mean for this to be read on a on a podcast. I know we're gonna once this once this podcast picks up, we're just gonna get run into the ground by everybody that uh, does that this we've ever IMDb. insulted. Well, um, but yeah, this the, I guess the movie just to kind of expound upon it, it's it's basically like a brother comedy movie where these two guys, Chris Kattan, I would say Chris Kattan is really more of the lead in this, and Will Ferrell is kind of like the dopey one. Yeah. Um, which is not, the sketch was never like like that. Like the sketch was... Liter- the sketch even have dialogue? No, the ske- so the sketch never had dialogue. Or if it did, it was always like a very unusual thing and it was used for comedic effect, but it intentionally never had dialogue. The sketch was literally always Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell going to either a bar or being in their car and bobbing their head to that song and then like dancing with women too aggressively. That was yeah, it. and them getting sh- like shit thrown on them. That was the entire sketch. Every single time was like some variance on that. So when when they were making a whole movie out of it, I guess they felt like they had to kind of flesh out the characters. Um, so yeah, they're they're brothers in this movie, and yeah, it basically just goes through them like trying to succeed, whether that's starting a nightclub or whether it's getting married and doing something good for the family by like Will Ferrell's character marrying Molly Shannon's character. Um, but it's it's the plot is definitely not like the point of this movie, I would say. <laughs> Um, what was no. your Josh? This was your pick this week. What was your? This was my pick. What was your childhood relation to this movie? Oh, okay. So my experience, I I have a very long legacy with this movie. Very much in high school when we were kind of in our heyday together, Evan. Yeah. Not to say that we're not in our heyday right now. No, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> best day, best days are behind us. Yeah, buddy. it's all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had a big affair with this movie. I guess when it came out. Uh, but me and a mutual friend of ours, Byron, we, me and him, like, fucking well, if it, watched this if movie. you had, like, a heyday with this in high school, though, it would have been after, because it came out in 98. So it would have been, we were in high oh. school starting in 2002, right? Yeah, that would have been, like, sixth grade, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was just a rediscovery then, because yeah. I watched this a lot with my parents. We all... Loved this movie together. My mom is was such a. She still is like a big Will Ferrell fan, and oh, my yeah. dad is like I like with. Did we talk about? I felt like we've talked about Elf on this podcast, where it's like the quintessential. My dad will go, ah, I fucking hate this movie, and then he'll be watching it and laughing. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I don't like, know if it's the, Elf, but there've been plenty of movies where you have mentioned that where he's like ah this is so stupid and then for the next two hours he's just like totally entertained 
<sighs> yeah, this is definitely one of those movies, but I even one one Halloween, me and Byron uh, we went as Doug and Steve Butavi yeah. to school. I remember and that. I, I was, he, he was, cause, and I'm forgetting the colors because the, I think I was, uh, Chris Kattan and he, who wears red? Is that, uh, uh Will well, Will he's like purple kind of. And which one's the more like blue, blue silver? Is, is blue that is Chris, Chris Kattan? Kattan, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. then I was Chris, and he was, and we actually brought like a boombox. Oh, and, and played we the just song. Played that song <laughs> oh, all Jesus. fucking day. Like we would get into class, and then during the break, we would just put this boombox on and like do it the entire time. So much so that I don't remember her full name, but her first name was Cat, and she was short and she had curly hair. And she came up to us because I think she was part of some like school committee. And she was like, you guys have to turn that off. (gasps) (laughs) He's like, you're and I don't think it was anything like like we were breaking any rules per se. But yeah, or maybe she I think she was trying to find a way to kind of shut us up because we were like in the common areas just like being those oh. loud kids with the boom boxes and she was like you guys have to turn that off and we fought her on it in fact like i don't think we did i think oh we were my like God, we just kept doing we just kept doing our fucking head thing and like kept going so needless yeah. to say this movie had a big impression yeah. on me as a high schooler another well, I... weird movie that kind of maybe shaped a little bit of like entering thoughts of like how i felt about like the opposite gender because like i was kind of coming into that in high school and it was a little bit through the lens of this movie which is kind of weird i only say that because we watched flcl last time which is another one that kind of had to do with finding sexuality yeah yeah i could see that i i've never seen this movie before um i (laughs) really i never saw it when it was out i i this must have been like an insular you and byron thing um, it's, yeah, it's funny that you that. brought up that you dressed up as, as these two for Halloween, because I also have a distinct memory of you two dressing up as the wild and crazy guys. Oh my from, God. Like, That's right. We did a older, lot of duos. From an even older Saturday Night Live routine with Steve Martin and I can't remember. And, the uh, one. Is St- Mar- oh, Steve, fuck. Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah, it was Dan Aykroyd. So yeah, then which is like we, this this sketch was just based on that sketch. So it's kind of funny that you yeah, you covered all iterations of this. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s version. Oh man, I'm putting that together now. So I I had never seen it. I had I had heard of it. Um and a lot of people I think in our generation have watched this movie and like talk about how it's you know it's a funny bad movie like it's it's a la Step Brothers or um, you know Starsky and Hutch. It's it follows a, a very same pattern of those like buddy comedy sort of raunchy but more like just very strange humor. Um, so in in lieu of my own experience with it, we when we were watching it what we tried to find out was like, what's going on with Chris Kattan? Because like these days, yeah. Like, cause Will Ferrell, he has continued to be a huge movie star. Um, I mean, sure. He hasn't, he hasn't been in a good movie in a long time, but he still is, but in, he's 
international, like, yeah. internationally recognized celebrity. He's, like, one of the biggest comedy celebrities or, like, co- yeah. comedic actors um, definitely in, in our in our generation but we were both thinking like what's going on with chris Catan? do you have do you know have you ever looked into it no i have no idea uh honestly i didn't go looking for him even after this movie i know he did corky romano yeah and like a couple one or of two other, other saturday night live movies kind of but i i think it, i think I, I was just part of that zeitgeist where we just all kind of were like huh okay i guess chris Catan is gone and then just moved on yeah, so what what happened to Chris Kattan was really sad. Oh. He he was doing like a bit for Saturday Night Live and he threw himself backwards and I guess he got like a severe neck and back injury. And what? It basically like ruined his career. <gasps> Wait, are you fucking kidding me? No, like so so he did that, and then Saturday Night Live, he had to have multiple surgeries to fix his neck and back. And Saturday Night Live, I think he had to have like seven surgeries or something. And Saturday Night Live paid for like five of them, but not all of them. Because at a certain point, they were like, well, this guy is like, this is crazy. <sighs> and he's not making money for us anymore. So, So then that happened, and he gained a substance abuse problem because he was on so many painkillers and he just didn't know how oh to deal with it. God. Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> what happened to Chris you know, Well, you know, now that I'm actually hearing this, I feel like at some point in my life I might have heard something like this and then forgotten about it again, but oh my God, is that fucking awful. Yeah, yeah it's really sad. I mean, you can you can go read about it on... on um, uh, on Wikipedia, I mean, in in recent years, he has he has kind of come back a little bit. Like he was on, he he's been working pretty consistently in like small roles here and there, mainly television and like voiceover work and and that kind of stuff. Um, but he was on like Dancing with the Stars um, in 2017, and he was criticized because he had like really stiff upper body movement. And that's you when fucking he, kidding me. That's when he was like, oh well. Just so everybody knows, I had broken my neck, <laughs> but nobody knew because he he just was you know he he was just a pri- I guess he was private about it or, or whatever. Um, he had some of the funniest. It, well, he was a very physical actor on uh, oh, yeah. SNL too. Like he, I think his his best bit was when he played the like missing link yeah. is that what it's called link i don't remember what it was but yeah i was thinking about that too like with the big like ears the, hat of the monkey and he would just <laughs> he'd always get on a table and like eat an apple and uh, it was just, oh my god oh my the, god it was a treat the way he would eat an apple was incredible it was so funny and like he i mean he really tried i i, I feel for him in that a lot of the movies that he was in like he's going for it and this movie Corky Romano, like he commits super duper hard. So it was kind of a bummer to hear about that. I mean, I'm I think that he's okay now in terms of like his own health and and he's 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 uh, gone through rehab and everything. So um, so that was that was where we we landed. We were like, ready, what's going on? You ready to shred this movie now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. Now that now that you have a little bit of the background, you know that Will Ferrell has you know 
basically become a billionaire and Chris Kattan was a drug addict. Um, I think we're, I think we need to talk about, I think we, we need to stop beating around the bush. I think we need to talk about the night at the Roxbury. <laughs> um, we'll be right back after the short break. Hey y'all. If you can believe it, tapes, tapes, tapes is in its fourth season. The boys are once again here to help decide the fate of movies stuck in cinematic purgatory. Oh no, the suspense! Remember, you can follow Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Instagram to stay in touch with the show between episodes. You'll find announcements, surveys, and more. If you'd like to take your relationship with the show to the next level and get your credit card involved, find the show on Patreon, too. The boys thank you for your support. All right, now it's time to get back to the show. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> tapes, tapes, tapes. Um, the real version. So so this movie, A Night of the Roxbury, um, how long had it been since you've seen it? Uh, I'm really stumped on this one. I'm going to say at least, at least like, I'm going to say five to seven years. Five to seven, okay. Okay, so it's. I don't know if I've watched. Yeah. No, I've watched it within four because I'm thinking eh, the people I've been around in the past five years. I must have watched it within five years. Oh, okay, but maybe four or five. And um, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, why? Uh, <laughs> why would uh, you tip it? Tip in your hand a little bit here, Josh. I don't uh, have anywhere to go with this episode. Josh, why really? Why would anybody <laughs> ever, ever, ever watch A Night at the Roxbury? Hold on. Why don't you start? No, I need you to explain to me. No, why, I think... nope, nope. You tell me what are what are the what are the good qualities of this movie? Tell me. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, uh, the court calls its first witness, Josh's uh, fifteen to nineteen-year-old ego. <laughs> please take the stand. Hey, what's up? My name's Josh. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, hello. Hi. Blah uh, blah. What are we talking about? We're talking about what? What Sir, are we? Whoa. Oh, sorry. Are you cross-examining to... yourself? Uh, I, I, I'll I keep order in this courtroom, uh, Mr. Lawyer. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, 17 to 19-year-old Josh's ego, can you please provide for us uh, the information as to why uh, you like this movie? Uh, yeah, because uh, it's fucking uh, hilarious, and it's a bunch of guys, uh, which I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, it's them getting girls and nightclubbing, and it's a look of wacky pranks and silly gags, and it's Will Ferrell. He's a uh, top dog comedy. I mean, uh, you're the man now, dog.com. It's all... <laughs> okay oh well all right i don't know where i'm going yeah i don't know i <laughs> i also i, I like somewhere i liked your the voice that you think of yourself as <laughs> what it sounded like for being 15 to 19 nothing Cause, like because i knew you then and i was like 
Oh, really? Is this what Josh thinks <laughs> That's like? what I'm going with. I don't actually want to do an impression of me then. That's too embarrassing. Uh, so let me just, I'll start with my own experience of this, uh, watching it because I actually watched it today. I watched like 10 minutes of it, uh, four days ago. And then I, I finished the rest of it today. Uh, it's, f- so I got into this movie and I was immediately like, why, why did I pick this movie? <laughs> why did I pick it? I have picked the worst movie for the year 2021 to uh spend an episode of a podcast talking about uh because it it, it covers hold on you wanted me to start it covers yeah, chris katan yeah. and Will ferrell doing the most you know i mean albeit like tongue-in-cheek but the it's just them harassing women for essentially an hour and a half uh, yeah, and an hour and twenty minutes to be exact. An hour and twenty minutes because so I couldn't longer, stop longer than at I the thought. Timer. <laughs> longer than I thought. Uh-huh. Um, no, an hour and twenty minutes is and, less than an hour and a half. And and essentially watching <laughs> SNL pump uh, a, a some form of a story into the most. I mean, we already talked about it. The simplest sketch that they had. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think this, I mean, I don't think there's really more to this movie beyond that. And, but I'll tell you, like, I was watching it and I was just like, why the fuck did I put this on? Like, oh, why did I love this movie so much? But were there moments Uh, where you were like, oh, yeah, I remember this? So there was, oh, so much of the movie I remember. So many of the lines. And it, and it all has to do with just, I think what I loved most about this movie, because... I don't think I picked up and really like held on to the treatment of women in this movie or like the story or any of that stuff. I just really jumped on the brotherly com- uh, like camaraderie between Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell. I think because I didn't have any brothers or sisters. So I was like very enamored with the idea of like this friend's brother duo which is what i looked for in like you and byron at the time yeah and we were just all about like fun bullshitty stuff that was like at everybody else's expense but ours (laughs) so this movie was like the perfect (laughs) gateway for that yeah um so that's why i think that's why i loved it so much Mm. and why so many of these scenes i have memorized and there were moments of this movie that like i still really enjoyed like i was like okay i'm having fun because i just thought that chris Kattan and will ferrell's delivery of some of it was so funny but no like the movie in a whole is like i don't i don't need to there's not a lot here for me to enjoy it's just it's all the the nostalgia bone that's keeping it alive Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard for me, right? Because this is this is not a movie that I grew up with, uh, and I know that there's a lot of people who did grow up with it, and so they have the same nostalgic feeling for you or for it for the movie. Um, I mean, this movie has a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, lower than I thought. Like this movie. I, I can't even describe to you, listeners, if you have not seen this movie. Try, Evan. Just it's our podcast. how bad it is. Like, Try to describe it. It is... There is no... 
the the delivery of the jokes is not good. The chemistry between Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan is non-existent. It's already based on a truly terrible sketch that they like they tried to lengthen it to a full hour and a half, but they couldn't even get to a full hour and a half. Like they had to stop at an hour and 20 because they were like, I don't know how much more milk we can pull from this horse. Like there there's that's why I'm so curious. Like, what do people see in this movie? Because I just watched it and I don't remember it at all. <laughs> like, I don't remember anything that happened in this movie. Other there's one there's one part that I found redeeming, and it was Molly Shannon when she is having sex with Will Farrell and she's like moaning and talking about like IKEA furniture and she goes like IKEA like or orgasmically yells IKEA because they're like planning their little like their little domestic life together and i was like okay well that was funny but that was it that was like one moment in this entire hour and 20 minutes where i was like i don't understand what is happening I don't understand who these people... Like, why should I care about these people? Like, why are they getting away with being such bad humans? <laughs> like, I just... I I cannot fathom what anybody sees about... Like, sees in this movie. Because, I mean, sure. I, I like yeah. a lot of the same things that you said. But I just don't... It doesn't... It didn't happen. Like, when you talk about, like, oh, I really like, like, camaraderie and, like, brotherly stuff and, like, wacky, you know, wacky boys just hanging out with each other. I didn't even see that in this movie. Like, I didn't even well, see a, that happening. That's a that's a funny thing for me to, for, yeah, it it's, I'm trying to watch this outside the lens of I grew up with it and I saw it a ton. So that's really gonna affect how I'm talking about it right now. And I could agree with almost all of the things that you're saying, but I can't, I really, I really think that, uh, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan do have good chemistry in this movie. And there are some like well-delivered, like well-executed moments that I think are pretty funny examples. Okay. Yeah, please. I, I think the entire sequence of when the, uh, the two girls see Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell and they decide they're going to, like, zero in on them. Because the two girls they, think that they're rich because they're both talking yeah. to the club owner. And so yeah, they're like, so they're all like, right, okay, we're going to go. squeeze these yeah, guys. Yeah. I think the entire, like, a lot of the sequences, like, up till they go back to Mr. Zadir's place, like, them walking up to them and they're like... Hey, you want to dance? And she goes, yes. And and Wilfero goes in a very like flat place. Okay, calm down. Uh, it's a, we're like, all right, take it easy. And he goes like, Steve, she said yes. And he's like, right, what? because they're so used to rejection that it's yes. Unusual thank that... you for explaining it. Uh -huh. I know you didn't find it funny. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think when they get back to like Mr. Zidier's mansion and they're both in separate rooms touching each other, like yeah. losing their virginity at the same time, but they're both like telling the same story at the oh, same time this... that they've told like three times throughout the movie. Yeah. The camp about, story about meeting, meeting Emilio Estevez. I love that, that that's the, the only podcast, story Emilio that they Estevez. have. 
that's the only story that they have and they say it like six times in the movie uh i love um i love when will ferrell's sad in the store because chris Catan has like gone over to the guest room because they're mad at each other he's working in the store and will ferrell's talking to his dad he's like i just miss him so much and his dad's like he's in the guest house 10 feet away and he's like i know but they don't even have cable and he goes they got cinemax he's like but they don't have hbo god it's very like stepbrothers humor but i think that they is for what the dialogue is i i don't think there's anybody else that could execute on it i just i don't know I, maybe I, it's all nostalgia I, but I have i'm sorry a lot but of i have I I, it's all nostalgia because i'm telling you like uh, i'm a fan of will ferrell i think he's hilarious i think chris Catan is hilarious but i really think that in this movie they didn't they didn't let will ferrell and i don't know if this is true or not but I have this weird sense, like feeling that they didn't let Will Ferrell improvise. A lot of it was like overly scripted, and they were trying to script like how he is a natural improviser, and it wasn't good. Like it, it, it just wasn't funny. Like you, you just now laughing about him, like oh, he's in the guest house. They don't have eight, but they don't have HBO. I'm I'm sitting here like oh man that is so cringe like that is just so it's just not funny like how is that that's so interesting how is that humor relatable to anybody that like there's this rich guy who can't get like HBO in a particular house the same way that it's funny when I'm watching like the same type of jokes on Shit's Creek sure it's better written well but or, like shit's... watching an overprivileged like family like get upset about like the minor inconveniences they they have it's somehow better i i, I think shit's creek deals with it in more of like a an organic way and in a way that's like i'm not gonna argue that that's not um, a that's every like, way superior show well i mean of course but like but I'm, I'm breaking down for you why I think it's better. Because I think that it's more organic. It's more natural. You actually see the characters, like, grow and, and kind of change their, their outlook. And, like, there there's so many other elements to it that, that you know, yeah, sure, a, an overprivileged person complaining about something like that can be funny. But it just isn't in this because it doesn't feel, there's no stakes like there's nothing actually going on. And the other Saturday Night Live movie that we watched, Coneheads, which was like which was, you know, an okay movie and the sketch itself was kind of one-dimensional that it was based on, but I really think that like the saving grace for that movie was that it actually had stakes. This was a this was a, a family movie and this was like, you know, this was aliens from a different planet learning how to live in like specifically America, like in the culture of America and like sharing that with their kid as silly and goofy as that sounds like there were some actual stakes there. This movie just throws everything away. Nothing means anything. Nothing has any impact. So then why the fuck do I care? <laughs> you know, are you just upset because this was a me and Byron thing? And we didn't really include you in it. Oh and you kind of missed out on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't use that. 
as like a way to make this movie better than it is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like it adds up. It adds up. I hate you so much. Well, then you and it very, very, very clearly. Uh, I, I don't know. Like you're really the only other person that I've talked to about this movie critically yeah like when i was in the car when i was in the car ride back from it was funny i was in you you know both of them now oh no you don't know dan no. uh but i was in the car with anthony and dan uh who i went snowboarding with and i mentioned that i was because i hadn't watched it yet i was kind of dreading watching uh night at the roxbury yeah and anthony actually said uh Oh, you have to watch Night at the Roxbury. No, and he'd never seen it before. But Dan corrected him and went, "Uh, you mean he gets to watch Night at the Roxbury?" So, oh, so just this in movie that, is and like he, an, a love hate situation. I think it's just one of those movies where if you were there for it as a kid before you kind of realized how terrible it was it is it's <laughs> yes. just gonna be. But I think it's I don't know maybe it's one of those movies where it really. Because it is funny to me. Like, I usually have a pretty easy time, like, piecing out what is objectively funny yeah. and what is, like, nostalgia funny. And for some reason, there, I know that a lot of this movie is, like, it's just, it doesn't hold up and the jokes just don't land super well. But I think there's a lot of moments in this movie, like, even subtle moments where, like, I think they're funny. I think it was done really well. And uh, I guess that's just... It's just the nostalgia, but at this time I'm just having I'm having a harder time separating that out. Like I really do think that some of it is objectively good. I'm having a I'm having a familiar feeling of fury. <laughs> and it's it's unwarranted. Let's get that familiar <laughs> feeling of fury music. <laughs> I mean, wow, it's unwarranted because who gives Slow burn. because a who gives a shit, b it's your opinion not mine. Well, we do a podcast about I, this. What else are we gonna get mad about? Come on, I guess that's give true. it up, get mad. But the, but it, it it's a weird sensation for me because I'm like Josh, like you're <laughs> oh my, my God. you're my best friend. Like if you think that this is funny, then there must be something funny about it, right? But there is nothing funny about no, it. No, I'm allowed to like things and you not like them. That's no, okay. No, I know, I know, I know. I know it's okay for us to not like <laughs> all the same things. But it's it's just really weird. But I mean, I'm not surprised at all that 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 um uh uh, uh oh my god Jesus <laughs> wait what's his name you all right uh. Uh, Chris, Catan. No, no, Will, you're, you're you're Anthony. I'm not surprised at all that think... Anthony and Dan would have opposite reactions to this movie because I feel like Will Ferrell does this sometimes. I just didn't know that he did this this far back. Where like Step Brothers is another one. So many people that I know fucking love Step Brothers. And I've seen Step Brothers once, and that was too many times. I just, I hate it. It's so bad to me. And it's not about like him yeah. him and John C. Riley's um, chemistry because I actually really like Talladega Nights and they're both in that movie and like they're palling around. So I don't know. It just yeah. is, it's something like it's either completely hit or completely miss with me and, and him in these kinds of movies where he's doing like a, a lot of Will Ferrell's movies are like that. 
I, I guess so. But there's so many people who like they have a deep feeling of like, dude, you're fucked up for saying stepbrother sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I've I've encountered. I have a very like middle of the road opinion of that movie because I've seen it a couple times and I'm like, yeah, it's got its moments, but I'm not writing home about it. It's like, yeah. But there's people who out there and people maybe who are even listening to this podcast who will be like you don't love it you're an idiot yeah. and it's like i i don't i don't really get that but i do but i do hate this movie <laughs> so as strongly as other people feel about how much they love night at the roxbury that's definitely how strong like this is this is straight up this is probably the actual worst movie we've ever watched for the podcast Okay, calm down. Like, no, go, it, go I think grab it Artemis, put him on your lap. No, her. And, She's a her. Don't you misgender put, my cat. Uh, put her on her lap, grab some boba, mm-hmm. put on your comfy beanie, and just fucking chill out. I don't have a beanie. I haven't lived in Portland for a full about... year yet. Oh, you don't get your beanie until a year yet? You don't get your yellow Stumptown oh, beanie man. until at least one year in. <laughs> What's two years? Is it flannel pants? <laughs> I was gonna say I've already got a flannel jacket and tons of okay. flannel shirts, but yeah, flannel pants is after two years, um, and then after five years you get a mustache. Um, anywho, that yeah, I that that's my feeling of the movie. I, we have to rate it now. We're at that point of the podcast. <laughs> Don't you feel good? Golden Totoro. No, not. Don't you dare. Don't even (laughs) joke. I've given, I know, I like, I only get one a year and I already gave mine out for the whole year, didn't I? I gave it to, um, no, wait, wait, one's a year. I gave it out to FLCL, didn't I? I don't, I don't know if you did or not. I don't, I gave it to something recently. Uh, Maybe you did, but I I gave it to FLCL. I don't think that you, who says you can only give one a year? I'm not, I gotta put I'm not I saying gotta, please. It's not gonna do mean anything. I, I'm not it's not gonna mean any, anything if I start giving it out willy nilly. It's like Paul Hollywood and the handshake. Right. You know? He, yeah, you can't you gotta be sparing with he it. He used to be very sparing with it, but then Alright, so what do you what do you give nineteen ninety eight's Night at the Roxbury? Are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna go seek this movie out again? No. I am not. Uh I I, I think I think I had the right inclination, honestly, to to not want to watch this movie, but I still watched it, and I would say I had fun for about fifty percent of it. And I'm but that fun really just came from that it was that high. Yeah, well, I, I a lot. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of the nostalgia fueled. Uh, my love for watching Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell in this movie, and Molly Shannon, uh, and the guy that plays uh, their dad. Like, it, there's a lot of people in this movie that I'm like, I get it, I like it, and uh, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say that you don't need to go looking for this movie, but uh, I had a I had a good time watching it for half of it. Okay, so yeah, I I give this movie a. Very, a thick eject and reject. I'm sad I ever watched it. Um, you listening to this, if you've never seen it, just trust me. Just trust me. I know you have a Hulu account. I know it's free on Hulu. I know that you've got an hour and 20 minutes to spare. It's okay. 
I don't care how much your quote-unquote funny friend thinks that it's good. It's, Watch Parasite. It's not. Yeah, Parasite is, I mean, it's longer, but it's way better. <laughs> Paras- that is the h- hilarious recommendation <laughs> instead of Night at the Roxbury. Well, like, what's on the other side of the spectrum? Dude, again, you like just like the first movie that you recommended that we will watch probably later this year. Like, it's so <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I-, I know what I would recommend instead of this movie. Do you? Do you have a recommendation? No, because I didn't want to give one for this movie. A nightclub movie? Uh... Well, it doesn't have to be a have night. I seen it? Doesn't it? have to be a nightclub movie. There are like buddy movies. There aren't that many nightclub movies. I don't know. What's yours? My, Maybe that'll jog. Mine is free. is. I knew it immediately. Like right away. We weren't even five minutes into the movie, but I was like, oh, I would rather be watching Zoolander. Oh, <laughs> that's smart. Thank you for, <laughs> oh, no. thank you for that yawning. That was a really poorly placed yawn. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I hate yawns. I wish I could control them better because they really come at like very like truthful mode yeah, parts. Funerals. I remember when I was getting married, you were up there. <laughs> While I was giving my vow, I could just hear you behind me. <sighs> I was being loud about it too. That's a good answer because it's still. It's like people who are vain and not... stupid, but like, and it is a buddy movie because you got Will Ferrell and Owen Wilson, who of course have like legendary chemistry. They made several movies together. Um, yeah, I never saw the sequel, um, but and you've got Will Ferrell doing Will Ferrell at like the prime of Will Ferrell. As yeah, Mugatu. he's Will Ferrelling his Will Ferrellist. It's incredible. Like he's so funny. It's, he's so hot right then. It would burn his finger if he touched him. <laughs> um, that's my recommendation. Oh, Does that jog yeah. anything for you? No, because that's a really good one. Oh, you Shit. can you can steal that one. Uh, I guess I can't do RoboCop two. I've used it too many times. I'm gonna have to start editing uh, out the RoboCop too, because it's literally why? now every single Why are you cut editing out my best content? Hmm. I'm producer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I can't think of one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I would say Wayne's. Like another like SNL uh, sure, movie. Yeah. Like Wayne's, yeah, Wayne's World. World. But like, I wouldn't really put it. I guess I could, I could, oh, sure, I'll recommend that. Because it's another kind of like buddy, brotherly journey over like a, like a dream of like getting, making the band famous or opening a nightclub. Right. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good one. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's coming up. Maybe we're just only going to do buddy movies from here on out because it's not enough that you and I are basically living a (laughs) buddy podcast movie in life. We have to, we have to view it. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of tapes, tapes, tapes. Um, Audio production and original music is done by yours truly, Evan Crockett. Our artwork is done by Kersey Barrett-Torme. You can find her on Instagram at madebykersey, K-E-R-S-E-Y. And the podcast is produced by the lovable and squishy Josh. You want to tell the fine folks how they can support the podcast? 
uh patreon because we're on patreon uh you can uh find us on there we've got several tiers uh where you can uh subscribe to us because we produce all this ourselves within our free time uh so we are completely listener funded uh we've got some perks on there uh some merch Uh, we might have some bonus content coming out soon uh but yeah you can you can uh support us through that Yay! Guys, gals, non-binary pals, we love you, we mean it, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.